Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Walt, and I'm the host of the Boss Locks Podcast. We're here to redefine professionalism, elevate black voices, and prove that natural hair and professionalism do coexist. Now, we do this by speaking to black leaders and CEOs to learn about their experiences growing personally and with their natural hair journey, and also really just to learn about their experiences working while black and all sorts of other things. But Right now, um, you're listening to a special episode. This is part two of our interview with Renika Jacobs. And in this half, we do a deep dive into black privilege and the different ways that it can show up in our lives. Renika also speaks out against the criticism that black women get for wearing weaves. And she also has a very special message for all the students out there on how to thrive in school during a pandemic. So if you missed part one, I definitely recommend tuning in to the episode right before this. Uh, but to be honest, part one isn't going anywhere and I can't wait for y'all to hear what she has to say. So if you'd like to catch up or it's your first time listening, definitely go back to the episode right before this. But if not, hey, if you're ready, if you're ready to hear what Ronika has to say, if you listen to the first half, you're like, yo, I cannot wait to get into it to really hear the rest of this. Then, yo, get ready. Get ready. Um, thanks for rocking with me. And welcome to part two of Strive for More with Renika Jacobs. So, um, And we're going to start off with a little reminder of where we left off in part one. We're starting in three, two, one. Now, I always knew. I'm, no, I'm going to an HBCU, hands down. Like, that's where I'm going. Like, there's a school for us. It's about us. It's to, you know, and I need that experience. And so I've never had a desire. I, I mean, I I was, I had letters. I mean, letters upon letters upon letters sent to me from all kinds of colleges from all over the United States, right? I have a, in my scrapbook, like I have, I cut out all the little letterheads and I, you know, just, I, I like, I'm a novelty person, so. Oh, no. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, so all these schools, you know, sending me, you know, because of my merit, right? Academic merit in high school. And I just was like, yeah, that's great. You know, I, I mean, letters, letters and letters and letters of people, you know, wanting me to come offering scholarships, all different kind of stuff. Right. But I was like, nope, I'm, I'm I, the only schools I applied to were HBCUs. Seriously. Wow. Yeah, that's really so you just knew and you were determined like you got all these different offers and everything to like no HBCUs. Yes. Interesting. Because that's that's the world that I knew. Right. Um, My parents, my grandparents, great grandparents, they all went to HBCUs and talked about their experience. I watched, you know, the Cosby show and, you know, them talking about Hillman and that same thing. HBCU experience, Um, although a couple of their kids, you know, went to, um, you know, other institutions, PWIs, but, um, but I just knew that that's what I, that's what I wanted. I wanted that experience. Um, and I wanted that time that I didn't have to constantly be on guard. Now, what I didn't know (laughs) is that once I entered that space, I still was going to be on guard a little, um, because now you get into a space where now being black is diverse. Right. So now you've got black people on a spectrum, you know, of blackness. <laughs> right. Uh, that I didn't really know existed. I, I had no idea. Right. So um, now I enter into this space and freshman year. Here I come with my 
with my TV VCR combo, <laughs> you know, the television. Uh, my parents paid for my own phone line in the dorm, <laughs> you know, and I didn't realize I'm privileged. Had no idea. Had no, I got all my clothes, right? No idea that uh, I'm a privileged person. Um, you know, so I got moving in with my roommates and they're from Houston. They're from Third Ward. <laughs> you know, they from the train. Uh, and here I come. My mom, I've got all my matching luggage. <laughs> you know, I mean, it wasn't a Whitley situation. Um, it was maybe more <laughs> a situation, you know, but, uh, you know, I came prepared. Right. And then, um, you know, my mom made sure I had all of my stuff, you know, because she had been to college. Right. She had been to Prairie View. So she knew like what I needed and she made sure. And we went to the Walmart and we got all these things and my bedding and child. <laughs> so that was an experience. That was an experience. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, kind of reminded me. Of this. So the very first episode we put out is called Eight Thousand Ways to Be Black," and um, it's with the uh, guest Deshaun McDaniel, who um, she went to. She lived in Atlanta, and she was talking. She witnessed basically all the different ways that you can be black. Because like oftentimes when you are in other environments, you see basically yeah. just the one way. Especially if you're right. only in your own environment, there's just that one way. But when you're in a place where it's just black people, you see all the different lifestyles and ways you can move and different, you know, ways to be black. And um, I think it's really cool. And I'm glad you shared that experience too, because I think it speaks a lot to black privilege. And yeah. that is something that I don't think I really thought about like that until I think it was Charlemagne the God's book, Black Privilege. Um, oh, great but, book. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Great, great book. Yes. I love that one. Yeah. It's so much insight in that book, but um, yeah, for, so in your mind, like how do you define black privilege? Because I think it's still a concept that um, because, of course, there's a lot going against us, we oftentimes don't see the ways that we're like, quote unquote, winning or like have are better off or just have a little bit more influence and in things. I think overall, we do have a lot of influence, but I think sometimes we don't really see it. So kind of your mind, like what is black privilege to you? So <clears throat> black privilege to me is, you know, we are an amazing race. We are an amazing group of people. Um, and to me, the privilege is that we have the ability to be so diverse, right? And we are diverse in the, the skin tone, right? We are diverse in our hair texture, we are diverse in our experiences and um, and just how we present ourselves to the world. Right. Um, we we naturally understand that we have to work harder. And so because we understand that just fundamentally, just, you know, in the United States, just because of just the the. um the societal pressures and and just kind of norms that we've been through, right? As a people, um, we were a people who were stolen, right? We were stolen from our from our country, from our mother country, right? So we were stolen and brought over here and dropped over here, right? So when you think about um, people immigrating <laughs> to the to the United States, right, as a choice, now imagine that you are brought to a country and it is not your choice, and you are not given, you know, any type of scaffolds to help you out, right? So 
Um, we we are here and we had to come up, you, we had to understand the language to be able to communicate. We lost our, our language, lost our culture. We weren't allowed, in some places, you know, some Blacks were allowed to keep their culture um, and their religion and their different um, traditions. But in a sense, a lot of us were stripped of that, right? And so now we have to figure out what is our true identity and how, who are we, right? Um, and so when I look at Black privilege and I look at the amazing things that we have done as a race over the years, right? And the spaces that we have been in, the dialogues that we have had, the education that we have provided to others, right? Because I feel like if anybody has spent their life teaching people, black people have, <laughs> like we are constantly educating people um, just about culture, about who we are uh, and constantly explaining because we are the one race that is very different, right? We're the one race that's, that's, that's really, really different. So just understanding that, right? So we are the one race of people where our hair does stand up, right? Our, you know, for the most part, if we haven't been, <laughs> you know, mixed, other races mixed in too, too much. Um, but in explaining that and then understanding, you know, the melanin that is in our skin and the, and the, um, the benefits of having that melanin, right? So, um, you know, so we can take on a little bit of, you know, more sun um, than other races, you know? And even though now we do, battle with skin cancer. So I do want us to understand we do need to wear sunscreen when we go out. So don't 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 get it twisted. Don't get fooled that you don't have to wear sunscreen just because you're dark skinned, even though it's beautiful. <laughs> but you do need to put on sunscreen. <laughs> skin cancer is real. But um, just recognizing that um, the versatility that we have that's the privilege, right? And so when I talk to a lot of students and I even my own children I, I say we have the ability to be so versatile. Um, we are constantly in our world because um, we understand that we have two worlds. Right. So we have the world that we go out in in the public eye and we're one way. And then we come home and we kind of let, you know, let our hair down a little bit and relax and, you know, and kick back. Right. And we can just kind of say what we want to say and be us and be who we are. Right. And so lots of black people. CEOs, doctors, lawyers, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, educators, principals, <laughs> assistant principals. We are constantly in two worlds all the time. We're in one world in the public eye and who we are. And then we come back and we, you know, some of us, you know, we slapping dominoes and playing spades and, you know, you don't know nothing about that. Where, you know, you know, how many books you got? I mean, they don't know, like that's our world, right? And that's what we, we are comfortable and that's who we are. And at the same time, our hair, it's we have the ability to be so versatile. It's not just, oh, I think I can cut my hair and I can color my hair and maybe put some highlights, you know, right? So other races, that's just kind of where they stop. But we have the ability to, you know, we can add texture to our hair. We can take texture away from our hair. We can add hair to our hair. We can lock our hair. We can, you know, wear our hair naturally. I mean, we there are so many different ways that we get to wear our hair, right? And I, I see young girls all the time who are ashamed of their hair. And I'm like, baby, no. Like, our hair is beautiful because there are so many different things that we can do with our hair. And I don't, I don't mean to say anything bad about other races and, you know, be insulting, but it's like, you know, they wake up in the morning, their hair is just there, right? It's just there. Like it's, it's, there's, you know, and I, and so just shifting that perspective 
of recognizing that, you know, and, and don't shame and stop shaming women. I please people stop shaming black women for how they decide to wear their hair. It's theirs. Right. So if they like for me, um, my hair is natural, but I do choose to, um, you know, add hair and, and wear my hair in different ways. But I do that not because I'm ashamed of my hair. I do it because I like it. I like the way it makes me look. I like the way it makes me feel. Right. So um, the interesting thing is my hair is actually, you know, very fine and and I can just brush my hair and, and you know, and straighten it and it'll go straight. I don't have a relaxer, um, you know, but I've also worn braids. But here's the thing about wearing braids. I wore braids as a child, um, but I didn't know that I don't have that kind of hair. My hair is not that type of texture to where I can wear braids. So I wore braids and broke all my hair off and pulled my hair out. So now on my sides, I don't have any hair. And that's, you know, I guess there there we go. There's another thing people don't know about me. I'm bald on the sides of my head. (laughs) But wearing braids, right? And it was too heavy for my texture of hair. And so now I have to live with that for the rest of my life. And so I have to find hairstyles that I can wear to be able to cover that, to not show that. Right. Because my mom would tell me, you know, stop pulling, stop pulling on your hair. Stop pulling on your hair. I was wearing braids. They were too tight. And I would I didn't listen. Right. So I was pulling on my hair and I mean, just coming out at the follicle. And now. Um, and I know all the hairstylists out there are always trying to give me all these pomades and all these oils and you need to take this vitamin. I'm like, it ain't coming back. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate you. It's gone. It's dead. <laughs> the follicle is dead. I've been told by the doctor. Once the follicle is dead, it ain't no hair is growing out of there. So you can give me all the pomades and the oils and the salves and the vitamins and, <laughs> and all uh i'm gonna still be bald i'm sorry uh so mm-hmm. you know and just but there are a lot of women black women in particular we struggle with that you know alopecia we struggle with that traction alopecia because you know we're trying to also do the ethnic styles and the braids and not understanding really understanding our hair and understanding the versatility so that black black privilege and really understanding that it's not a curse you know we embrace it and and appreciate it and realize like there's all kinds of things we can do with our hair and it's beautiful right and i don't know too many races you know that can do a lot of those things and not and not do it well because baby one thing we can do well is hair <laughs> like we hairstyles uh you know because we have that versatility you know from wearing afros to wearing locks to wearing weaves and you know wigs or whatever it may be but um leave people alone about their hair you know i mean a hair and hair is extended of you and who you are and so if that's the way you want to wear your hair I mean that's the way you want to wear your hair just like your clothes you know so I I really hate um that African Americans are are always um you know being you know criticized about their hair and ridiculed about their hair because that's not something we can help that's the way God made us so why are you you know meaning you meaning collectively and the people out there you know who feel some type of way um if this is the way God made us, you know, well, then why why do I have to do anything about it? Like, this is the way he made us. So it's beautiful. And so, you know, and embrace it. And so as far as black privilege, just recognizing that we are amazing people and that anything we put our mind to, we can achieve. It's been proven time and time and time again. We are breaking records. We are, you know, anytime someone thinks, oh, we can't make a movie about all black people and be serious. It has to be funny. Right. We can't make. And then what do you know? 
Black Panther was superhero and right broke all kinds of billion dollars, a film that made a billion dollars, right? For um, and majority of the cast was African American. The director is African American, the costume designers, all of that. You know what I'm saying? So we we can be in these spaces and we can be professional and we can be really, really great people. Um, there's lots of educators who are African-American, singers, athletes, the things that athletes are doing right now. I mean, now, you know, they just announced that Foot Locker is going to be a polling place. Right. So that's, And we have influence on that. So, I mean, it's it's amazing the influence that we have if we have the opportunity to sit at the table and be listened to because we haven't had the opportunity. So when you think about black like when you think about black privilege, the privilege is that if you allow us to to use our voice. And if you allow us to offer our perspective on something, you, it's something amazing. You don't know how many innovative things will come out of that conversation because, you know, so long it's been white is right when it, when it comes to everything. And I do get it. We are in a country that was at some point became predominantly white because they, you know, took over this country from someone else. <laughs> uh, but they, you know, but then they made it, it's their rules. It's the, it's a white man because not even, you know, with a white woman, it's a white man, you know, that the country was founded on, you know, this new country and just trying to, you know, live within that space and those parameters of what they know is how we should do things. Right. And so now we have people who are pushing that envelope and I love it. So whether you are a minority, whether you are African-American or you are Latinx or, you know, Asian-American, Indian-American or whatever you are, you're LGBTQ. Keep pushing, push back on the narrative that and the status quo that that is this this that we've had before. Keep pushing on it, because um, the great thing about being in a country that's so diverse and, and, and a melting pot it, is that it truly needs to reflect a melting pot, which for years it has not been that. Um, we, you know, we pride ourselves on being this country that's open and full of different types of people, but we don't appreciate and allow the space for those different types of people. It's like you come here, but you need to assimilate <laughs> and be like us when it's like, no, no, you don't. You come here, you can still bring what you had, you know, from your previous country and you can put it here. So because we're a new country, we're not that old. We can do what we want. Man, you, you dropped so many gems, yo. Like, I feel like if I put the counter. No, I loved every second of it. Like I almost want to put like a counter up and every time you drop a gem, it goes ding, 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 ding. And it's just like keep going. Man, that's really cool. And you know, the last thing you said about the melting pot just made me think about like, uh, I just immediately thought about food and like, let's say like gumbo or something like that, where it takes all these different ingredients, like that's all the different yeah. cultures. And it's almost like the problem really is, is that there's one chef with one spoon kind of deciding like yeah. what parts to add and what all to put together to make their own version of it. So we need like, we need like all the different chefs in there creating like multiple different types of gumbo to really be that melting pot. And yeah, I loved all of that. That was really, um, that was really great. Thank you for sharing all of that. And it, I, I think this whole episode just really explains what was called "Strive for More" because that seems like the theme throughout yeah. your life, throughout your whole family. It's like the whole striving for more. And Absolutely. I don't know if that was like if you had that in mind when naming it, but it just makes perfect sense because that's kind of how who you are. So, um. We'll start there. Like, what led you to 
jump into this podcasting journey? Sure. So my doctoral program, I start in my doctoral studies. So it's leader, it's professional leadership inquiry and transformation, right? So I'm really into change. Like I said before, I love people pushing the envelope. Um, even during this pandemic, right? We've seen businesses rise to the occasion and do things that previously were, oh, we can't do that. Yes, you absolutely can. <laughs> and you've shown that you can, right? So, you know, and it's just, you know, stops saying that you can't do things, stop placing limits on yourself um, because you never know when you open up a little bit, you never know what may happen and what transpires after that, right? So with with that, um, I started a company called Strive Leadership Consulting. And so I was gonna do some consulting um, centered around leadership. I love, I love leadership and change management. Really love that. Um, I've had different types of leadership positions in life and I've studied on leadership a lot. Um, I'm really drawn to it. Uh, and and I just I just love studying it. Right. And so then I started writing articles on LinkedIn and publishing them um, and, and uh, lots of articles about self-care and just those soft skills that we are not necessarily taught in life and that we kind of learn them as we go along through trial and error. Um, and. As I was doing that, someone was like, you know, you can record them into a podcast. And so I was like, well, OK, well, I don't really know much about it. So I did some research and I found, OK, it doesn't really cost that much to get started. And so I started recording episodes and they were solo cast episodes. And so I would write and then I would publish them in a series. So uh, I published about self-confidence. I published about making decisions. Um, I published a series on your inner circle. Right. So all of these things. Um, and I would just kind of write from my experience and I would just kind of put some, you know, st stories of moral or stories or, you know, different um, examples in there. And I would just, you know, put it out there. Not a big deal. I uh, wasn't really worried about whether or not somebody listened to it or not. Um, I was just doing something right. Um, and then uh, at some point, someone was like, uh, start, people started contacting me and was like, I hear I hear you have a podcast. I listen to it. it's really great. I would love to be a guest on your show. And so then I would be like, did you really listen to it? Because that's not even what I do. <laughs> like, I don't have guests, so I don't even know what you're talking about. But sometimes people automatically assume they see podcasts, they think, okay, they've got guests, which a lot of podcasts do. Um, but some podcasts don't. They don't have guests. They have a solo cast format or it's like a story, you know, somebody's writing a story and some characters and actors or whatever. So people have different types of, it's different types of media uh, within podcasts, which is why I love the podcast genre, because it could be whatever you want to make it. <laughs> so it's just audio entertainment and, um, you know, which is a little different from visual, from video entertainment on the television. But uh, so then I thought about it and I was like, well, I guess I could do um you know host some interviews but i'm like i'm not a journalist i'm not i'm not barbara walters or oprah winfrey like even though i love those ladies they're awesome but i was like that's not what i do i'm not that's not who i am and then i was like okay if i do that what will we talk about <laughs> so i was like okay and i thought about do we talk about controversial topics you know do i pick a topic and i just pick a guest and then they just come on and we talk and i was like and I was trying to do it that way. And I was like, ah. ironically, I thought about natural hair, having that conversation. That was going to be like my first episode. I was going to invite people on and talk about that. But then I was like, I was like, but that's how is that strive? Because I still wanted to keep the strive for more name because I always had strive for more because I would say that I would use that hashtag strive for more strive for leadership. You know, don't don't allow yourself to have ceilings. Right. Just the sky reach for the sky and beyond. Right. Just don't stop. Right. So then I was like, OK, 
what can I do? And it was like, okay, strive for more, strive for more. And it, I was like, at any point in time in our life, we are all striving for more. And it could be striving for more in our finances, in our um, life, career, uh, in your business as an entrepreneur. We're always health, relationships. We're all striving for more, right? So, and then I just put it out there to have guests. And then all of a sudden it just took on a life of its own and people are contacting me left and right. You know, I mean, at this point, my calendar is closed for the year. Uh, I, I can't accept any more guests. I can't, I I'm, I'm booked. Uh, oh my gosh. And, um, so I booked everybody for season four. I'm recording season three right now and publishing season three. So I'm booked for season four. Uh, Walt, I hope to be in your shoes and follow after you. I'm going to do some video. I'm going to try it <laughs> in, in the new year. Um, so yeah. And I mean, now, I mean, I've had so many great people on Walt. I can't wait. You know, you're, you're in my lineup for season four. Yeah. So um, but you know, everybody comes on. And so one of the things that you have to do and, and one of the criteria to be on strive for more is you have to provide the audience with value and I call it free game. So like, it's like just the game of life, right? It's like, you got to offer some free game. Like you got to come on and you got to like teach people some stuff because at the heart, right? I'm an educator. So I, I'm all about learning. So you have to come on and even though if you have a book or you have your podcast or you offer some type of service, that's fine. But you have to come on and you have to provide some value, added value to my guests. So whether it's dispelling some myths or uh, you're teaching people something in that particular topic. So that's because, you know, it's like people are striving for more. So the podcast is for those high achieving people out there like myself. Um, you know, sometimes we kind of get a misnomer, uh, you know, of being a high achiever, but there's really nothing wrong with being a high achiever, right? Sometimes people are like, oh, you're type A personalities and, you know, they're, they just, you know, whatever. They think they're perfect. I, I don't know. It's whatever. Maybe we are. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. um, <laughs> right. But it's just, you know what? It's, it's, it's a podcast for people who want more, you know, maybe they've reached a fork in the road. Maybe they've reached a plateau. Maybe they're, they've reached like, I don't know where to turn, you know, and I just, and hopefully my guests, you know, they drop some knowledge and it makes you go, ah, that's what I'm missing. That's what I'm missing. All right. That's going to take me to the next level. All right, let's go. I'm striving for more. Boom. And and that's really what striving for more is. Very cool. You know, I, and you were, well, one, I would just like to say, I know I said thank you before, but I don't know if I really, really say that. I really appreciate you um, offering an invitation for me to come on. Like, cause I remember when you first asked, I was like, look at your guest line. I was like, oh, for real? Me? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we what? <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, yeah, man, the the tops you guys discussed, the it, it really is like a free game show. Like there's so many different gens. I always like to right. have like some notes <laughs> taken down and everything too. No, really? Um, yeah. It's it's a lot of great advice, and you put it together. I love that journey as well. Kind of went from um, LinkedIn articles, which is a pro tip. I think for everyone listening, like LinkedIn is a really great place to just put content out there. But uh, from LinkedIn Absolutely. articles to solo doing a blog um, podcast, and then like that transition of bringing on guests, man, that's really cool. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, even within myself, striving for more, right? And just taking steps. Right. 
and and just like okay what's what's next what can i do next you know so right yeah and i like what you mentioned about the video aspect too because that's like i have a lot of conversation with podcasters and like everyone feels a certain type of way of video and like in my perspective it's just like another way to communicate and there's people Absolutely. who just won't listen to show their podcast but they will watch like my grandma she listened to a few before I started posting a video, but as soon as I started doing YouTube, I didn't even know that she really knew what YouTube was, but she <laughs> mentioned it from the episode. I was like, okay, you what? And I was like, yeah, I did. I was like, Nanny, how, how'd you, how'd you listen to it? It's like, oh, I just pulled it up on the, and put it on the TV. I was like, the TV, what? YouTube? Like what? So <laughs> it's really cool. Like there's all different ways to communicate and everything, but it's also a journey and a process as well. So Really excited to see season four video and what next, uh, what comes next in your show as you strive for more. So, oh, it's a lot coming next. Believe you me, Walt. <laughs> I got, I got I a couple you. of things. I, I, I stay in constant communication with my guests, and so I call them strivers. So they are really a part oh, of my community. Awesome. So I let them know, like, this is not the last time we're gonna talk. You're gonna, you're gonna know Renika Jacobs for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what's up. So um, what would you say? I know you've probably learned a lot from your podcast, but um, just the first thing that comes to your mind, like what's something that you've learned from just one of your guests? I have learned to just relax, honestly, just relax and just go with the flow. Like just, you know, that just have an authentic conversation and just enjoy it. Just enjoy, you know, because sometimes you can get caught up in the production um, and you can get caught up in, um, you know, trying to make this great podcast for people to listen to that you forget sometimes to just enjoy the time with that person. Um, and so I've learned over time um, how to really enjoy the conversation because people are taking time out of their day to spend with you. Although, you know, it's a goal in mind. They're trying to expose them, you know, their product or service or whatever it may be, podcast, um, book to a new audience. Right. In my audience. Right. So, but at the same time, you have an opportunity to connect with someone, right, um, on a deeper level because you're you're connecting with them and you're having a conversation. You're asking them to be vulnerable because you're asking them questions, right? And then they're going to give you some responses. And sometimes the responses are near and dear to their heart because they're experiences that they went through. They're sharing like, this is a time that I failed. This is a time that I messed up. This is a time that I, I hit rock bottom. This is a time that I did not get it right. You know, they're having to share that, right? And that's very, it's, you know, you're asking them to be vulnerable. And so what I've learned over time is to make sure I'm paying attention and making sure I'm listening so I can engage my, my own self into the conversation and, you know, just understanding that, that, that just have a good time and enjoy, just enjoy the process and the experience because the people that I meet, um, like you said, you see the lineup and I mean, they, yeah, they're just regular people, but they have such amazing stories and just such wisdom and knowledge to share. I mean, it is like I said, it's free game. Um, and I love that. You know, I, I'm not really into I mean, if I have, you know, eventually get to some celebrities and stuff like that, that's fine. But I'm going to ask them to be authentic. Right. I don't, I don't want to know that person that you show on TV. I, I don't want to we don't want to hear that. We don't want to know that. I need you to share the real, you know, because that's how people strive for more. They don't strive for more um, seeing the the kind of um, 
facade, right? You strive for more really understanding like how to get from that current reality to the preferred reality, right? Like you got to give me some actionable tips, like what happened so, so you can help me. Because if you just say, oh yeah, I just woke up and then I made a million dollars. I mean, it just, <laughs> I mean, it, that's not how it works, right? You got to tell people like, I started this company and it failed. I started this company and it failed. I started this company. You got to share that because that's the reality. That's what's really happening, right? People are not getting, people are not starting podcasts and I started a podcast and I had 5,000 listeners. No, that does not happen. And if anybody tells you that, they're lying. <laughs> they are lying. So, you know, people are not telling you that this is not the first podcast they started. People are not telling you that, right? People are not telling you uh, all the things that they had to learn along the way, the money that they had to spend. They're not telling you these types of things. They're just showing you the finished product. And if I just show you the finished product, that is not going to help you strive for more. It's, it's just not. Because you got to know how to get there. And now I'm not telling people, again, I'm not telling people exactly you have to do it this way. But all of my guests that come on, they're saying, hey, this is what I did. It works for me. You can take, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that and put it all together. Because, like, let's say you're having trouble with your finances. And I would say run through and you can actually go to my website, which is striveformorepodcast.com. You can click on episodes and I have them organized. So let's say finances is the trouble what you're having with right now. You can open up that finance um, the, with a wealth edition and you can open that up and you'll see all kinds of episodes and all of them are about nothing but wealth building. Right. So if that's the area that you're struggling in, but let's say it's health. Health is an area you're struggling in. You can open that up, that page up. And all the episodes and all the guests that I have that I've had come on, they all they're all talking about health and they're all going to give you information that you could probably use to have better health. Just try for more in health. So that's the idea um, behind Strive for more. And I love it. And I, I never thought I'd have this much fun. So I, I'm I'm on guest number 50 <laughs> that I'm about to interview. <laughs> That's really cool. Congratulations. I'm so glad, like, you know, we always hear about podcast fatigue, and that's like the one worry, like, what happens when it's no longer fun? So it's like really cool to hear that you're still having fun with it at guest 50. That, that's what's up. So congratulations on that. That's what's up. And um, man, yeah, I definitely highly recommend everyone listen and go check out her show. And it's really easy to basically kind of like pick which episode you want to go to first because you title it quite well as well. Um, so I know um, we've given our listeners a lot to learn. Yes. I know you have something coming up. So I do have just a few more questions for you. Um, one is, um, I always like to ask everyone who comes on, like, how do you define professionalism? For me, professionalism is um, understand, what your, understand what your core values are, right? Because um, professionalism is a very subjective term. Uh, people all have, you know, it's your job. They have like your, their, your employee handbook that you read. And to them, to that company, this is what professionalism is. Right. And so you do have to fall in line with the company, of course, if you want to continue to work there. <laughs> so you got to kind of do what they say. But for for your personal self, as far as professionalism, it's it's tied to I really feel like it's tied to what your core values are. 
And so if you've never figured out what your core values are and really what your core values are, are your non-negotiables. Like this is who I am. This is what I believe in. And I'm not going to stray away from that. Right. And and sometimes people say, you know, oh, I value this. Do you really value it? Because if your actions are not aligned with what you say in your words, then you don't really value that. Right. So this is the things that your core values are is the way that you operate, the way that you operate naturally. Like these are the things that are important to you because you can't say you value time and you're always late. <laughs> right. That means you don't value time. You don't like that's And it's, if you don't, that's, then you don't. Then just, just say that like this. That's not just not my, my priority. It's just not. And I feel like the more that you're honest and authentic in who you are, like that's that's true professionalism having transparency to say this is the way i made and this is who i am and this is these these are the priorities for me right because people you know appreciate consistency and authenticity and if you can be authentic and and you know because even sometimes people who are kind of brash you know and people kind of like man it's so rude and but guess what there's a place for you there's rush limbaugh has a show Right. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, uh, Stephen A. Smith. Right. He has a show and he, you know, he's on that sports and he's like, you know, boom, I'm going to say how it is or whatever. You know, and he, you know, he gets some pushback sometimes. So, you know, don't be ashamed of what your personality is, especially if somebody tells you like what they think about your personality. You just tell them thank you. But you keep it moving, you know, because there's a space for you. There's a space, um, you know, like sometimes there's there's a a job for people that like to fire people, you know? And I mean, you have to have a certain type of personality for that. You can't be this really nice person that's going to go in and you have your feelings and all about people. And you're the person that's supposed to fire everybody. Cause you're not going to fire anybody <laughs> that you're not going to excel very well in doing that job. So for me, the professionalism is just your core values of who you are and your non-negotiables. And then that, is is the person that you present that is transparent and authentic like that's who you truly are then that's who you truly are and people will like that like they if they know what they're getting right so you know if you say you're one way but then they find out that that is that's not who you really are you know then i feel like that hurts your credibility you can't be duplicitous you can't you gotta you gotta move forward and be like if that's you then that's you right but i think people are more accepting of a person when they know that that's truly who you are and you're not sending this representative to who you think people should, you know, who you think people think you should be. <laughs> right. Cause you'll never live up to that. You'll, you will never, you will never be able to live up to that because it's, it's not real. Right. I love that. I think there's such um I know in other cultures, like just the concept of time is kind of different everywhere else. And I feel like if it would be nice to kind of let go of some of our expert expectations and how much we hold up time. Um, because I feel like if we let go of that, I feel like there'd be a lot more output in a lot of sense. Like, like I always feel like, <laughs> I always just say like, if I ever like started a company that hired a, I would have everyone come in at 11 AM and leave at 3 PM. Like just come in for those four hours and then dip. Like that's all I need you for. Just do what you can in that time. Um, and I feel like when you, kind of loosen the reins on like that strict um, time section that it just allows some more freedom and everything. And obviously there are people who take advantage of that, but the most part just creates this different type of environment. So um, yeah, I, I like that. I like that. 
I want to take a quick break to tell you about our brand new collection called I Love New Growth. You know, inspired by the natural hair journey, we wanted to do something that both symbolizes when new hair is growing as well as the hard work that goes into growing in your personal or professional life. New growth isn't always pretty or Instagram worthy. You know, it's often uncomfortable. There's countless mistakes and just these incredibly embarrassing moments that come with it. But without these moments of struggle, are you really growing? At Boss Locks, we don't just celebrate the destination, but the journey it takes to get there. I love new growth, and I'm now reminding myself to appreciate all that comes with it. The Boss Locks shop now has new growth shirts, hoodies, and crew neck sweatshirts available when you go to www.bosslocks.org shop. Or you can just go to bosslocks.org and click the shop button to place your order today. That is www.bosslocks.org slash shop. And we also will have the link in the description too. You know, I love new growth. Thank you for listening, and now back to our show. Um, I think just being a student right now is just incredibly crazy. Um, for the you're in like elementary school or younger, being in on Zoom, that's like just a whole new concept. But even like going back to college, like there's a lot of different ways to learn, and like this virtual learning, it doesn't work for everyone. So it's just really yeah. tough right now, but. I'm curious, like, if you were to, or what kind of message would you share with a student right now who feels like they're kind of struggling with adapting to this new learning environment? Um, well, I would say do what you can. Um, you know, you you do have a responsibility because you are in school. Um, you know, so definitely make sure that you are attending classes every day online and definitely make sure that you understand that you have a responsibility to get your assignments in because even if you were attending school every day physically, right, you have to show up. You have to show up to school and there are certain um, responsibilities that you have. You have to do your assignments because if you plan on going to the next grade level, <laughs> then you're going to have to do your assignments. So although it is different. Um, you know, even for educators, it's different. You know, normally we have our staff meetings and we have all of our meetings face to face. But now re recently we've had our, all of our, all of our meetings on Zoom. And I mean, we've had to be virtual with our meetings. So and that's and we've had to turn stuff in, you know, virtually um, and submit things. And I mean, we've really had to stretch ourselves to learn how to work differently. Um, and that's been tough. And so I say to kids and the wonderful thing I love about students is that students are incredibly resilient and um, the tenacity that students have to to shift and change, um, because in a sense, their lives are really controlled by us. Right. They're they're not quite at the point where they're too independent to where they are. They're able to kind of operate how they want to. I mean, they're told kind of when to eat <laughs> and what to eat <laughs> and and, you know, when to go somewhere. I mean, you know, unless they're able to drive. But even then, there's still, you know, parameters around that. You know, you can drive and you can go here, you can go here, but you need to be home by this you know particular time. So they're kind of used to operating in that space of being told what to do. So um, but just understand that, uh, you know, you do have a responsibility. Education is still important. It just looks a little different. It just looks a little different. And so um, but if you do need support, make sure you're telling your teacher that make sure you're telling your teacher that, hey, I don't understand this or I need some help. 
if your, your teacher should be offering, you know, tutorial sessions, make sure you log into those tutorial sessions and get that extra help. Don't be ashamed to get that extra help. Um, I, I wish, you know, going back on things, you know, looking, of course, 2020, right? It's hindsight and looking backwards, like, oh, my God. Um, I wish I would have, you know, just taken the time out to to get a tutor if I didn't understand something instead of trying to muddle through it and just hope I make it. <laughs> you know, it's like there's a life vest out there and you're sitting up here drowning <laughs> when you could have just got the floaty <laughs> and you didn't have to drown, you know, or whatever, or just struggling. So, you know, hey, if the floaty is out there passing by, you grab it. You know, stop trying to like, you know, wade in the water. Like, stop doing that. Like, it's, there's no point in doing that. It does not build strength and it makes you weak and you drown. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it, it's okay temporarily to kind of lean on somebody. That That's that's actually a sign of strength um, because it actually builds you. It builds you up a little bit more. Um, so, yeah. Love that. All right, now, um, where, so we're going to plug it all in, like, the show notes and everything, but where can everybody find you? Uh, I'm so excited to first announce that I have just been added to Amazon Music, so you can find my podcast, yes, on Amazon Music, so I'm one of the inaugural (laughs) podcasters on Amazon Music, and you just search Strive for More. Remember, it needs to be Strive, the number for more. I trademarked that, so I own it. (laughs) So Strive for More is mine. (laughs) So make sure it has the number four in it. Uh, but yes, you can find me on YouTube, uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Pandora, uh, Stitcher, Deezer, CastBox, Spotify. Uh, most of my listeners come from iTunes and Pandora. Uh, so, but yeah, you can just search Strive for More. You can also listen through my website. My website is striveformorepodcast.com. So you can go there as well and you can uh, actually read the show notes and see the people. Uh, that are my you know guests and read a little information about them. You know you can purchase their books. You can um, purchase anything or any of the offers. So because sometimes my guests give offers to my listeners, uh, it's some really cool stuff. So, but yes. Yeah, so just in you know, and at some point maybe a listener is out there and they they want to be a guest on my show. So just contact me and you can reach out to me if you ever have any questions about anything. I'm always here to help anyone at any time. So you can send me an email at striveformore at email.com. That's strive, the number four, more at email.com. Wonderful. Man, I really appreciate you ha- um, coming on. And it's, it's I'm so blessed like we met. Um, and I forgot exactly what I mean to reach out to you, but like it could have just easily not have happened. So I'm really grateful to have you come on and everything. And um before we go, because I know you got something coming up, but um, is there anything else that you'd like to touch on? No, again, I just want to say thank you to you, Walt, and thank you to your listeners your your and your viewers, uh, you know, for spending this time. I know that I said a lot. I, can, I tend to be long-winded, uh, but, you know, I just want to make sure that people understand that they are beautiful. Each and every one of you is absolutely beautiful inside and out. Don't allow people to create your narrative, right? You have your, you have your pen, you have your paper, you write your own story. And sometimes there's going to be some chapters that are really, really good and juicy. And then sometimes there's going to be some chapters that are really like, Ooh, 
man, <laughs> when is the end of this chapter? Uh, but just understand that that's life, right? We all have ups and downs, ebbs and flows. I mean, it's it's not always roses and rainbows. And sometimes there's some tornadoes and some, <laughs> and some really bad crap in there. Um, but just remember, it makes you stronger. Learn from every experience that you have, whether it's positive or negative, and find something that you can pass on to the next person. So that's what striving for more is. It's, it's striving for more in all areas of your life, but it's in the way that you naturally do it. So people can give you it. People can give you advice, but that doesn't mean you have to take it. So whatever it is that resonates with you, and you don't have to fight them on it either, right? So if they want to give you advice, and let them give it to you, and you just listen, and you just say okay, and then go do whatever you want. <laughs> you don't have to tell them, you know, like, well, I'm not. I don't know why you're telling me that. It's, there's no point, right? So listen, say thank you because they, you know. Maybe there's something, it doesn't make sense to you now what they say, but it might make sense to you later, right? But you had the opportunity to hear it. Continue to strive for more and live your best life now. And uh, if you end up, you know, clicking on some of my episodes and listening to them, thank you. Thank you so much for the support. I just want money in the bank. Have no time for them. We just pray and say amen. Now that is a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Boss Locks podcast, where we redefine professionalism, elevate black voices, and prove that natural hair and professionalism do coexist. Now, if you enjoyed today's show and want to get to know our guest a little bit more, check out the links in the, in the description. You'll go to our website. You'll see all the different places where you can connect with our guest. And while you're there, go ahead and check out the rest of your site. You know, if you're a first-time listener, this is the best place to learn more about Boss Locks and everything that we've got going on. And also in the description will be a link on how to support our show. That's right. You know, I know you've been asking for a while about the best the best ways to support our show and i've dropped a few things here and there but i finally put together a little something on our site with all the different ways that you can support us by joining the boss lots of village which is our patreon page um, joining the working wall black group and just continuing to spread the message matter of fact if you want to know the best way to support our show is by telling a friend to tell a friend i mean it's um this, these are shows with a lot of gems and advice that I truly feel will help people um, pursue growth, whether you're a black professional or not. This is information that's basically free game. And I think um, the more people who hear it, the more people who will be able to help really support the change that we need today and in the future. So... You know, hey, once again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next Tuesday for our next episode. Freedom, grab the world, cause I don't even see them. Shout the family, cause I need them. Yeah, I need them. If I pull up in the German, I, I want the best version. Trying to kill bills like Uma Thurman, Uma Thurman. Money in the bank, money in the bank. I just want money in the bank. Money in the bank, I just want money in the bank. Money in the bank, I just want money in the bank. I just want.